Hello and welcome to this episode of Moola Talks. We are your hosts Ritu Prasad and Meeta Gupta and together we invite you to travel this journey of attaining financial freedom with us. So what do we want from you? As a woman, we want you to take charge of your own life and feel financially independent and secure. And if that is your goal, then join us in this exciting and fulfilling journey towards your own financial awareness and well-being. In this podcast, we will be having conversations around mindsets that we as women have had over years of social conditioning, our fears about money, the power dynamics that managing money brings, and as a result, the financial challenges, mistakes, and decisions that we as women make. We will also be talking about how we can gradually overcome these challenges and start being aware of our own finances and managing them with more confidence and ease. This is a Moola Talks podcast and now let's begin today's episode. So Meeta, did you experience any gender bias while you were growing up in your house and your family? I think I have been quite fortunate that my childhood, my school and my college life have been pretty much free from gender biases. My parents are fairly broad-minded people and also probably because we are two sisters. So we've actually been brought up in an open environment with all possible opportunities given to us, be it, you know, the best schools, the best colleges, pursuing good education, learning life skills like driving, swimming, dancing, all these things have been uh, you know taught to us and my mother in fact never even asked us to learn things like cooking or be adept at household chores. So we you know had a fairly open upbringing. But when I do think a, a little deeper there was a little bit of an undercurrent that you you are girls and that you will get married one day and hence you need to be groomed to be accepted by the man who will marry you so in fact if i remember correctly at one point maybe when i was in the fourth standard or something my mom was like desperately trying to see both of our sisters get admitted into a convent school since in those days being convent educated was considered one of the key parameters for finding the right guy yeah so pretty similar to mine meeta because i think we were also two sisters and my brother is like 13 years younger to me so he came much later so yes we were also given enough opportunities so there was no problem about that and i think both me and my sister we were academically doing pretty well but i think my parents or my extended family because we were in a joint family setup they did not really take a very active role in deciding what we should pursue as our career choice so actually if i recall i can't remember that there were any family discussions at any time about what we should do because i think in their mind it was not that important we were doing well and all of that but they did not feel the need to participate in our career choices in fact i remember that the murmur of finding the right guy for me started when i was as young as 21 and uh, how was it for your brother was it any different when after your brother was born see like for my brother meeta it was like the discussions when he was in the 10th standard there was a lot of anxiety about what should he take up in the 11th and 12th 
And then, you know, there were discussions about what professional career he should pursue, all of that. So there was that bit of seriousness and that those anxieties around, you know, his profession, his career. While for us, it was not that much about the career. It was, okay, you want to do medicine? Okay, you want to do eco? Okay, like it was all okay, you know. There were there was nothing that this is the right path for you, maybe not the right path. Nothing like that. So I think, Ritu, do you notice that both of us, though we've had very secure childhoods, but in some way, in some nuanced way, we've experienced gender biases as kids that have perhaps impacted us because even after 40 years, we still remember these things, right? And since these are, you know, and since we are talking about these deep-rooted girl biases, I have another question to ask you. Did you experience any such expectations of how you should conduct yourself when you were a girl? Like, how should you look? How should you dress up? How should you sit? How should you eat? What should you say? What shouldn't you say? Etc. I am glad, not really, Meeta. Nothing very evident that I can remember. Really thankful for that. You really are lucky because, I mean, for me, it was not so evident. It, I mean, my mom was... Always a little bit worried about me, you know, whether I'll find the right guy or not. And she would often hint on things like, who'll get married to you? Because, you know, she wanted us to be picture perfect in terms of the standards that we need to meet for getting the right guy. And like, you know, since I'm a little darker in complexion, she used to often give me things like haldi basin to, you know, apply on my face so that I could lighten my skin color. And if I can tell you, she used to also send me to these uh, parks, you know, there were these parks close by to our house and she used to say, Jao, go and do pull-ups and some stretching exercise so that you get, get a little taller. I mean, that, you know, you understand. That I mean, it's all for the good, right, but uh, right. in a different way. Right, right. But I mean, the fact was that she was desperately trying against all odds to see that her daughter crosses that threshold passing marks and finds a suitable boy who will accept her. Like it was a constant source of her worry. This reminds me of an ad that I recently saw. And in this ad, you know, they, they show that there are these moms of these young girls who are trying to, again, make them look picture perfect. So they're acceptable in the marriage market. Like one of these girls who was darker skinned, similar to my story, was given haldi and chandan to apply on her face. Then there was another girl who was a little on the plump side and her mom is telling her, please suck in your stomach because the tailor is trying to measure her. And then there was yet another girl who had these beautiful curly hair and her mom is trying to straighten it up for her because she thinks curly hair is not considered pretty. Then they show there's, there's this girl in this school function and her mom comes and she removes her specs before a photograph. And when I saw all these things, I actually had a shiver run down my spine because it's so true that, I mean, at least I still believe that girls still have to pass this beauty test to find a suitable boy for themselves. At least the parents believe so. And I love the tagline of this uh, ad, which says, you know, we must stop this beauty test. Oh, my God, that's pretty crazy. Quite terrible, actually. 
and i think girls are taught also meeta from a very early stay age to start adjusting there is this whole thing about adjusting since they have to go to another house this paraya ghar and all that and so the parents want the girl to be very moldable you know so that usko stress nahi ho whereas the boys are like okay even if they are you know they have weird eccentric ways they can be the way they are and because they are the raja betas of their home and they don't really have to move an inch out of their comfort zone so it's quite sad and pathetic i fully fully agree with you ritu you know but i i mean to be fair i think things are changing now when people are trying to see that these disparities become lesser with time but we still have a very long way to go what do you think about uh, money being a taboo topic in households do you think money is discussed in households no i don't think so i don't think so right it's still a very taboo topic a very well guarded secret and uh, kids are mostly kept out of money discussions how is it for you yeah i think so i mean we didn't really know too much about what's happening of course we used to get to know when shit hit their ceiling that there's some some problem but not on a like a regular discussions around it no nothing like that i like for me also you know we were never exposed to money matters it was like a parent thing a closed door talk and we were totally oblivious both me and my sister totally oblivious of what our parents struggles were around money and they preferred to keep it that way so for me actually the first time i probably got exposed to money was when i started earning my own money and then later when i got married we need to normalize money discussions and we need to actively engage in dinner table conversations around money so that kids are made aware of how to handle money you know otherwise it's just so much later in life that you get exposed to this that you just don't know how to handle it in fact when you're talking about this i'm just being reminded of this one of these moola ladies and she's a tribe member and when she began this moola course she started getting her 9 year old daughter to also read the posts along with her and then after reading the posts they used to have this nice active discussion about money amongst themselves and also as a family i found that such a welcoming change in mindset Yeah, I, I mean it is. So Meeta tell me what according to you would propel this mindset shift more rapidly and widely. What do the mothers today need to do while rearing their daughters? I think the message is really simple that raise your daughters and sons equally. Don't differentiate between them. Teach them both life skills which means boys need to be able to do the housework and girls need to be exposed to money and money talks at an early age and then they need to be told that they are equally responsible for their lives and that this whole old school of thought that girls will be taken care of really needs to go because it's no longer true every girl must be responsible for herself 100% agree meeta and i think if i may add to this i think that the mothers have to walk the talk if girls see their moms being in charge of themselves they will automatically imbibe those traits too okay meeta let's talk about another life stage of a woman that is the famous phrase of settling down 
यू नो लाइफ में सेटल हो जाने को मांगता है राइट एज इंडियंस वी हैव दिस ह्यूज फंडा ऑफ आर किड्स सेटलिंग डाउन In fact, on this settling down, I remember this interview that a senior journalist had with Sanya Mirza, the tennis player. You know, after a great game, when he was interviewing her, he asked her her plans of settling down. Like she was like quite shocked, and she asked him back if he would have asked the same question to a male tennis player after a great match. The journalist was visibly embarrassed. but honest enough to say no i would not have i think you know this question of settling down is asked so much more from the girls as compared to the men and if you talk about this you know this lives this life stage of settling down really if you think it's really different for both boys and girls for a girl settling down means getting married having kids period right for while for a boy it is what beginning to earn your money and be ready to start taking care of a family yes absolutely yeah in fact that reminds me again of my own story that when i finished my mba ritu i was offered two jobs on campus and they were both in mumbai but my parents told me that please leave the jobs and come back home because we'd love to spend some more time with you before you get married and imagine what i did i left those prestigious jobs and came back home without even once questioning them in hindsight i think that was one of the most silly things to do what do you think ritu would be the genesis of all these uh, you know thought processes that women and and i mean like i also had of not even questioning my parents or asking them that uh, why should i come back when i have such a brilliant job so what do you think is the reason for this i think meeta i don't know i think we just i mean from the beginning we are just made more moldable more adjustable flexible then there is pressure then there is guilt and there is no priority of career you know so also because i think at some level there is also projection of role models in our life like we've seen our father being the you know taking the primary responsibility of taking care of money etc in the family and mother being the nurturer and taking care of the family and the house so we somewhere internalize these things and the problem with that is that while it's fine to have this equation since it's probably working fine as a balance but it just encourages financial dependence on men and that women always feel that they will be financially taken care of by men you know their own career is not that important they are not primary stakeholders so they are very flexible on this career thing you know even if the husband gets you know there are times when you change your city you get a posting somewhere so you kind of follow i mean a lot of people do that things are changing but i'm saying that the majority trend is like that yeah true agree totally i think that in today's world this whole concept of settling down should really change to now say that what is settling down when both the girl and the boy become financially and emotionally independent so that they can start living their own independent lives away from their parents so let me give you an example of my daughter my daughter is not married you know right and uh, 
she's she's uh, in new york she's working and she's pretty much financially and in- emotionally independent and uh, it's really her choice when she wants to get married she manages her own money and she's pretty clued on as far as her investments go uh, her taxes her insurance everything wow that's quite commendable meeta how did she pick up these skills considering that our schools and colleges don't teach these important life skills at all i mean they will teach science maths everything but there's no curriculum where we are taught about money how to create wealth where to invest how to plan our future you know these such important life skills are actually you're saying it right never taught to us in schools or colleges as for my daughter i think she learned it because she saw me and probably she realized the importance of managing money because of the financial mistakes that her parents have made so for her it might be different but the fact is that you know most girls and boys are pretty much unprepared for life and i think that is why moola is our attempt to be the starting point in the journey of every girl or woman so that this gap can be bridged that is the reason that it's so important for mothers to be equally aware and educated about money matters and financial management since these mothers are the ones who are taking care of their child while they're growing up and once mothers you know understand them then they really can pass on this learning even to their kids yes absolutely meeta and i completely 100% agree that financial literacy is so critical for women especially mothers to not only prepare themselves for the next life stages but also the next generation with concepts of money management in fact i was reading this uh, you know as a part of what i keep doing at moola there were these statistics that i came across in which it said that in the year 2022 that's the year which has just gone by the total loss of money due to the lack of financial literacy in usa alone was over 400 billion dollars can you imagine Oh my god that's huge meeta wow yeah and can you believe it it's all due to lack of some basic finance skills like lack of understanding of what is a credit card how it can be used and all these very very basic things i mean and this can definitely be corrected very simply so meeta before we end today's conversation should we just summarize what we discussed today Sure Ritu can you do the honors please so i think we discussed about gender biases and our opinion was that it still exists and has a major role to play agree and then i think we talked about that money continues to be a taboo subject in a lot of homes right yes then we also talked about this whole adjustment and settling down concepts that they really need to change and get equal for both boys and girls We really would love for schools and colleges to start incorporating financial literacy into their syllabus so that the younger generation is more grounded and doesn't get overly influenced by the social media bug. In this episode we touched upon the early years of a woman as a child till the time she gets married. And in our next episode we will talk about her life as a wife and as a daughter-in-law. And I'm sure that will have so much to reveal there. In fact, for our listeners of this episode, 
If you have a money story of your own to share or an anecdote from your life which you feel could be lesson for others who are listening to this show then do send it to us on Instagram at moola for women and we would love to share it through this podcast Well Guru Meeta in the end what moola mantra would you like to leave for our listeners so that that could be their takeaway from today's episode So what I would like to say to our listeners today is that start managing your money as early as possible. In fact, the day you start earning, think about saving and investing. Since there is this concept in the journey towards financial freedom called compounding of money. And the way this power of compounding works is that the earlier you begin, the more advantage you can reap out of it. As Albert Einstein says, compounding of interest is the eighth wonder of the world. So by learning how to use it to your advantage you will actually be able to create wealth that will put you ahead of the curve and if you that is our listeners wish to learn more about finance then join Meeta for her free masterclass this masterclass is a great starting point for women to take charge of their finances and in this masterclass i share about one my signature slim framework to attain financial freedom two I talk about three money myths that you need to break away from and three I give practical steps to grow your money and attract abundance in your lives and it's for free and you can watch it right away as you hop off this episode the links are in the show notes Thank you so much for joining us today we hope that you are taking back for yourself some financial wisdom To keep learning more about Moola in a simple, fun and non-jargon way, follow this podcast. And if you like any part of what we do, please leave a 5-star rating on your podcast listening app. Also, feel free to connect with us on our Instagram handle at Moola for Women or personally with either of us over LinkedIn to share about your financial journey. We would love to hear them. So signing off with what Rosie and Bar says the thing that women have yet to learn is that nobody gives you power you just take it so yes let's give ourselves the permission to empower ourselves that's all for today thank you once again for being here and sayonara until we will meet you again in the next episode